Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. Arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise. By your power, we will go. By your spirit, we are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Well, again, good morning. I'm Paul filling in for Carmen. Mornings without Carmen for this Friday. She'll be back on Monday. And, you know, the reason Mornings with Carmen is here, helping you apply the mind of Christ to the matters of the day. Why? Because we want you to connect your faith to your life. That's kind of what Faith Radio is all about, helping you do just that. We want you to live out your faith in ways that really make an impact with your family, uh, with your community, and hopefully in the world. Um, You know, yesterday, again, Carmen was talking about the rise of anti-Semitic acts on college campuses around the U.S. What can be done to support and protect our Jewish friends, but also be peacemakers and also show support for those who are Palestinian during this time. It's hard for both. Well, thanks to Emily Bells at Christianity Today, she had an opportunity to talk with various campus ministries because there has been a lot of protests and stuff on happening on college campuses, right? So she wanted to see, okay, how are college campus ministries seeking to live out God's grace in the middle of the situation? Which is a great article. I commend it to you. And if you want the link, I, I can get that to you. But otherwise, you can find it at ChristianityToday.com. Let me give you one of the stories she shared because it was a rather long article. She talked about what happened at Penn State. Now, Penn Hillel is a Jewish student group, was already on edge even before October 7th and the terror attack on Israel. In late September, they had a rabbi who was arriving for morning services at the Hillel building before security had arrived. And some individual pushed in, began throwing chairs and overturning trash cans and just yelling anti-Semitic slurs. Then, since the attack on Israel, Jewish students have had troublesome things shouted at them, according to Rachel Safer-Goldman, the director of operations at Penn Hillel. She said people have ripped down flyers for, uh, for the Israeli hostages on campus. There have been instances of anti-Semitic graf- graffiti. Now, Penn State has a rather large Jewish population as part of the campus, about 16% of the student body. Well, Corey Lockspeech, hopefully I'm saying that name correctly, correctly. Corey Lockspeech, he's the campus minister for Chris, uh, Christian Union Martis at Penn. And... In the midst of all this, right after October 7th, he reached out to uh, he reached out to offer condolences to uh, Safer Goldman and the students at Hillel, um, the Hillel group. And uh, Goldman said, "Why don't you come over? Why don't you bring your students over for dinner on Thanksgiving or for Thursday evening? On Thursday evening, not Thanksgiving, but Thursday evening. Just be with our students and hang out." Safer Goldman said. We're incredibly grateful. This is the best and the worst. The students are coming together and supporting each other in a in really wonderful ways. She was very touched by that. Now, Lockspeech, on October 13th, wrote a letter to the students that are part of the Christian Union saying, many on our campus are hurting and are in need of our care and love. 
After mentioning anti-Semitic incidents at Penn and the devastation of the Hamas terror attacks on, in Israel, he urged his students, show love, no partiality. God is not a God of partiality. We will not be a people of partiality. Even, or rather, as every person is created in God's image and inherent, has inherent worth and worthy of respect. He noted that the Jewish population at Penn is in deep grief due to these attacks, and their lives and nation will never be the same. And he added, we also must remember the Palestinians in Gaza who are suffering due to the actions of Hamas. Their lives will never be the same either. So as we see and interact with, our, with Jewish students and Palestinian students on campus, we need to be impartial in offering the same love and care for all. Locks Beach also reached out to the Muslim Student Association, which does represent the Palestinians on campus as of this point, or at least uh, when the article was written, they hadn't responded back. You know, as we just heard last hour talking with Pastor Dan Church in Lewiston, Maine, in the midst of the hurt and the confusion and the aftermath of the Lewiston shootings, we as Christians, churches and as Christians, need to seek to be a healing balm. Just as Jesus came into a broken world, so he sends us to be peacemakers, to offer hope, to offer healing, to be that ministry of presence like these students on the college campus are doing. Okay, different context. I saw a post on Facebook from a group called the Hollywood Prayer Network. I didn't even know that was a thing, but they are there. Now, in the wake of the death of Matthew Perry, they posted, We are saddened and shocked by the news of the early passing of actor Matthew Perry. Perry will be remembered for many things, including his role as Chandler on Friends, but also for his struggle with addiction throughout his life. We want to remember Matthew as a man who loved God and had a complicated yet meaningful relationship with a forgiving and loving Heavenly Father. Matthew sought to please the Lord even through his struggles with substance abuse, and we are more than certain he is now in heaven, pain-free, addiction-free, and full of joy to live out wholly who he is and has always been. So please pray for his family and loved ones, they add, as the world mourns a beautiful soul and wonderfully talented creative. He will be missed. Now, you know, oftentimes when it comes to people who are in the public eye, celebrities, be they actors, athletes, social media influencers, just basically people in the public eye, we oftentimes just value them for what they do for us, how they make us feel. Do we see them as people? Do we see them as being made in God's image? Do we see them as God sees? Do we understand their struggles? Paul Lacey is filling in for Adam Holtz from Plugged In this week as we look, but not just at the entertainment news, but behind the entertainment news, and again, try to apply the mind of Christ to those matters as well. This is Mornings with Carmen on Faith Radio. This has happened more than once, i got to tell you. I'm Paul. This is Mornings Without Carmen. Carmen's off. And lo and behold, Adam Holt from Plugged In also off. Uh, Carmen's at a business meeting. I think Adam's with his family, right? Is that right, correct, Paul? Correct. Correct. He is, yes. So here we go again, where it's a totally appalling segment of radio with you and me talking. <laughs> I, I, but I enjoy talking to the best, best backup QB in the business here. So Paul Lacey from Plugged In joining us. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. You know, I like the fact that you set the bar low for this conversation, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> something like that. If and people you- are expecting an appalling conversation, <laughs> then if we if we go up a little level, then then people will be very oh, impressed. Okay, this actually isn't the most appalling time on radio. There was a time when I was working at a station down in Des Moines, and um, so. I was Paul. We had another person on staff named Paul, and then one of the people from headquarters came down during a fundraiser. His name was Paul. So three Pauls on the air at the same time. I tell you, it doesn't get any more appalling than that. (laughs) Next time you and I are on, we need to do like a segment on Paul Newman and maybe just talk a little (laughs) bit about, you know. Just so long as we do, we'll stop it. We'll just stop right there because I really do want to get into this. (laughs) I want to get into this conversation about Matthew Perry. I mean, I, I was... Okay, I was not a big fan of Friends. I didn't watch the show, um, but I know a lot of my friends did. I saw their posts on 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 Facebook, and a lot of people over you know since last what Saturday when the news came out have just really yeah. been in mourning because he impacted a lot of lives in various ways. And but also he's a person, and I'm this is kind of fortuitous that I'm talking with you because along with being a movie reviewer at Plugged In. You wrote a great book called Beauty and the Browns, dealing with the issue of depression, which you've struggled with in your life. And yes, Matthew Perry dealt with chemical substance abuse, but there was also underneath that some other emotional issues. And I thought if there's any person who can speak into this and help us see Matthew Perry rightly through the eyes, you know, through the eyes of God, hopefully, I thought it should be you. So I, I just... I want to give you the floor on this one because I don't know where to start the conversation, but I feel there's an important one to be had here. Yeah, there really is. And and I think the place to really begin is maybe even with the title of the show that made him so famous, Friends. Mm -hmm. Um, When we think about that show, for so many people, it became such a huge part of their lives that those people on screen became their friends. And because of that, because we grew so close with those six individuals on screen, the passing of one of them marks us in a in a in a really different sort of way. It feels closer. It feels more impactful, I think, for for fans of the show. And 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 especially because he was so relatively young. You know, when I think about he was 54 when he died, which is the same age that that I am. And although I was, I also didn't watch Friends a ton. Um, I appreciated the fact that it was funny, and I thought that Matthew Perry was the funniest guy there. He uh, he had this buoyancy, this light, this sarcasm that that really made the show work. So when the show ended and you started hearing so much about uh, his struggles during the show with with substance abuse, with addiction, uh, with the the he was terrified throughout the entire run of the show that he was miserably unfunny. Uh, He worked (laughs) through a lot of of self-worth issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we look at when we look at Matthew Perry, we in some ways, I think sometimes see a little of ourselves in him where we know that that we ourselves we kind of present this false front sometimes to get through the day uh, especially those of us who deal with anxiety or depression we we learn to fake it and underneath that uh that facade something deep and difficult and and hard uh is is often going on underneath the surface um, so I think a couple of things that that it makes me 
that, that Matthew Perry's death reminds me of. It reminds me that we need to look closely at the people in our lives mm-hmm. uh, to see, um, to look beneath the surface and to be sure to come alongside them when, when we see that they're struggling and to ask them how they're doing. Because sometimes we don't know unless we ask. Um, but the other thing that that I think is really interesting about Matthew Perry is is that he was he had a relationship with God. Uh, it, it was a it was perhaps as you mentioned in the last in the last segment. Uh, it was complex. Uh, I don't know if all of us would would consider him to be like an Orthodox Christian or anything, but he he had some powerful experiences with that and and there was one there was one quote from a story about his death that that impacted me yeah. uh pretty strongly uh it was it, he said essentially that that he had this in this uh this uh moment with god he felt he said i wasn't crying because i was sad i was crying because for the first time in my life i felt okay mm-hmm. i felt safe taken care of he saved me that day and for all days, no matter what. Uh, so maybe that's the other thing that we can take away from this is that even in the middle of his pain, he he did reach out to, to something greater than himself. And in and and we can we can be happy, hopefully, uh, that 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 last statement is true, that that God saved him. And even if he was taken away from us, uh, perhaps perhaps he's in a better place. Yeah. Again, talking with Paul Lacey from Plugged In, and um, okay, this is going to be an odd question, I admit, but again, getting back to the issue I was bringing up, oftentimes we, when it comes to people who are in the public eye a lot, be they actors, social influencers, you name it, politics, you name it, they're in the public eye, and oftentimes we value or, <laughs> should I say, devalue them um, in some cases because of how they make us feel. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm-hmm. I, I, I go back and I think of people like um, Robin Williams. I think of if you if old movie people, Judy Garland, who mm-hmm. to me had such a tragic life. She had such amazing talent, and yet, I, partly due to her mom, but partly due a lot of a thing, you know, through a lot of stuff. She she was so abused by the industry, mm-hmm. and. How, help us to see these people, and again, this is part of, again, seeing them as made in God's image, number one, yes. Maybe I'm answering my own question, um, but how should we heart-check ourselves when we're, when we're thinking about people in the public eye? It's a great question, because I do think that, that we find ourselves with this sort of strange remove with them, right? Um I'm a big sports fan, and sometimes when my team isn't doing well, I might think or even say things about their coaches that is not exactly kind or or or, or Christ honoring, right? You know, we we have we lose perspective. We think of it's the commoditization of our culture, yeah. right? Pop culture, I think makes everybody a commodity and even those of us who are sort of on the periphery who think about likes or 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 whatnot uh follows we become brands in addition to people i am getting fed up with that word to be honest <laughs> well it's it comes- crazy yeah it we- is crazy right and and i think that that 
when we commoditize ourselves and when we try to commoditize others, which our culture encourages us to do, we lose the humanity and we need to step back. These, these people, Matthew Perry, the Judy Garland, they were, uh, people in their own right. They gave us some beautiful stories. And in the the way that they gave those stories, they gave us a little hint of themselves hmm. because otherwise the stories that they gave us would not be powerful. Yeah. Um, we need to remember that the people that we see on screen, the people that we see, uh, that we hear singing on the, you know, when we're, when we're doing our podcast or whatnot, um, they are people. And they are dealing with some really difficult stuff that isn't necessarily that different from what you and I deal with mm -hmm. every single day. Yeah, they still put their pants on one leg at a time. So Absolutely. So, Well, again, we're talking with Paul Lacey from Plugged In. This is Mornings Without Carmen. Oh, Paul, did you listen yesterday? The new Beatles song? No, I did, did not. What? You haven't? No. Okay, I listened to no. it yesterday. This is the big final... Beatles song called Now and Then. It actually was based on, and they, uh, thanks to AI, they were able to take this old recording of John Lennon, a rough cut of the song, extract his voice, enhance it with AI, and then Paul and, uh, I'm trying to remember, well, anyway, they, they, Paul and Ringo, uh, Harrison's the one who's passed away, right? I, I forget. Mm -hmm. George yeah. Harrison, yep. They yep, yep. mixed his voice, they mixed all their voices together in a brand new the final Beatles song ever supposedly and it's out now you you can go find it on Spotify YouTube but I did listen to it okay the AI is amazing the song yeah it's, it's okay <laughs> but that's the thing though AI we can do some amazing things with Paul uh, doctors using it for better diagnosis researchers researchers using it to really hone in on some issues and there's AI art which can be pretty amazing to be honest but like any tool, it can be abused. So how do you protect yourself and your family? That's what Paul and I will talk about next here on Faith Radio. Hey, this is Carmen from the Mornings with Carmen show. Who's your pastor? This is Pastor Appreciation Month, and so I want you to think about who is your pastor or who are your pastors? Who shepherds your heart? Who gives you wise and faithful counsel? Who comes alongside to encourage you as you walk difficult stretches of the road? Who opens the Word of God to you in ways that actually help you live into the character and ways of God. Who are your pastors? Do they know it? It's possible you have lots of answers to this question, that maybe there is somebody who's preaching or teaching you listen to regularly. They shape your scripture engagement, but they don't know it. I'm encouraging you to tell them. Whoever it is that comes to mind when I say, who is your pastor? I want you to reach out to them this month. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. So encourage those who pastor you. Oh, and if you are a pastor, thank you. Bless you. Connecting Faith to Life, Faith Radio. Again, AI is amazing. But I'm Paul, filling in for Carmen here on Faith Radio with Paul Acey, filling in for Adam Holtz from Plugged In. And we need to talk about deep fakes. And these are, those are those images and videos that they're becoming more and more common thanks to artificial intelligence tools. And again, AI, great tool, but it also, like any tool, can be used wrongly for evil. It really came out in a news article recently uh, out of New Jersey, Westfield High School. They're, they found some boys sharing 
unfortunately, nude photos of some girls in these chat groups. The thing was, they were fake. They weren't real. They were using AI-generated photos of their classmates. Now, we can go into details about that, but I'd rather focus on how can we help our kids and help our families, protect our families from, I guess, the best way of calling it is deep fake, non-consensual, consensual, deep fake, non-consensual porn. And Paul, it's interesting because the article we I just talked about from New Jersey, you guys wrote about this just a few days prior on your tech blog. So again, describe deep, deep fake, non-consensual porn. How does it happen? Yeah, you know, and one of the freaky things about this whole issue is that it happens very easily. It's so easy uh, to do because of the power of AI. You know, there's so much power beneath this tool. I got to give a shout out to to Emily Chow, who wrote this blog for us. Uh, clearly, she was a little bit prescient when she wrote about <laughs> <Metal>? this. <laughs> It, and it has been an issue for a while, right? We we have seen these stories coming out, but but the New Jersey story really brings it home in a more powerful, more terrifying way. Um, and essentially what happens is people use these AI tools, and there are actually tools designed to do this exact thing, uh, which is really terrifying. Yeah. They, they take a photo, maybe even from social media, uh, they, and they... Use that to to sort of mash up with some some pornographic images that they find online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the results can be incredibly realistic uh, and, and incredibly scarring, especially for the people who had their their faces co opted for this this horrific yeah. purpose. Yeah, and so what I like about uh, your colleague's article is. She has some great points about how to protect your family, what you can do to help out. And I want to go through some of those. So, again, what are some of the best ways as parents, as grandparents, we can protect our family from stuff like this? Ma'am, and, and she has some great advice, as you say. And, and the main thing that, that she really talks about is, is pretty common sense. We need to be very cautious yeah. about what we put on social media, right? And we need to be careful about who we allow access to that social media. So go through your social media followers, your friends, uh, clean up those lists. Make sure that the people who you want to be on there are on there and get people who you don't want on there out of there and make sure too that that these uh that these people are actually who they say they are we mm-hmm. all have have gotten many friend requests from from people who we already were friends with who got hacked so that's something to be aware of that's the problem um, yeah she warns grandparents especially and i think this is really true being a grandparent myself uh Grandparents love their little grandkids. They want to share pictures of them. Uh, but that in itself can be kind of dangerous if it gets mm-hmm. out of hand. So you need to be able to set some some really strong ground rules about how you share photos. If you even share photos, make sure that the parents are on board with whatever you do, uh, because because that can be a huge problem. I love the um, term that uh, she used. Grand, grand sh- sharing. Grand sharing. Grand Sheraton, because as a grand, yeah, grandma, grandpa, we're proud of little Billy, little Susie, and we want, you know, the picture of them up as they're getting a trophy for, yeah, it's hard not yeah. to, it's hard it's not hard to. It's hard not to. 
Yeah, I'm, if anyone ever mentions, how's your grandchild doing? I will whip out my phone and show them a photo because that's the way exactly. I'm wired, right? Yes. But, but I do not post pictures of my grandchild on social media for this exact reason. Okay. Um, so set up all your family's accounts to a private account. Make sure okay. that strangers can't go on there. That, that one's important because people don't often realize they can set their accounts. So people who are search for them, you know, say they're looking for Paul Lacey and they do a type and they get to your account. Mm. Um, it may give a bare bones. Okay, here's Paul Lacey and such, but it doesn't show the photos. It doesn't show anything else. That's a good right. setting to have because, again, people searching you out. Um, yeah. 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 And if you have trouble making those settings, ask your kids. <laughs> ask your <friend. laughs> Okay. Paul, we just have a few more moments here and there's one more question I got to ask because, okay. As a parent, how do you help your child? Say they fell victim to something like this, whether it be the the porn or some other IA generated harassment. Yeah, that's a that, that's a really great question. Emily only talked um, about this briefly, and that that's that's an important one. So yeah, it is a it is a very very important one because the danger is out there and even if, when you're careful we know that bad things can happen. So if it happens to your child, how do you walk through that? Uh number 1, I think you need to to pursue all sorts of avenues to to track down how it happened and who did it because I right. think that that finding that sense of justice that can be a huge huge deal. Um but you also need to reassure your child, reassure your teen that it's not their fault. Right. You know, even if they didn't have exactly the right settings that you needed to have, it's not their fault. Right. They did not do this to themselves. This does not express anything about their own self-worth. Right. Uh, it can take a lot of conversations to sort of walk through this thing because, of course, you're going to feel violated. You're going to feel uh, horrifically exposed. Uh, and, and that is a horrible, horrible feeling. Right. I think so to me, the to, big thing to emphasize, you're the victim. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You were abused. It's, it's, it's on them. Exactly. Exactly. And talk with them, talk with them, make sure that they understand that they are loved, that they are appreciated, that mm. this has nothing to do with their self-worth, right. uh, that they are a beautiful creation of God, no matter what. Right. Well, thanks again, Paul Lacey. By the way, uh, we didn't have time to talk about these, but if you want to go to Plugged In, movie reviews are up for Inspector Sun. It's an animated thing that, okay, real quickly, thumbs up, thumbs down, Paul, on Inspector Sun. Thumb sideways. PG movies, so it's not bad, but it's worse than a PG movie should be. Uh, well, there you go. Well, there's other ones up there, too. Always great resources at PluggedIn.com. Paul, thanks again for joining us. Anytime. Thank you so much. All right. This is Mornings with Carmen, and okay, they're out. We're, we're, we're shifting from pumpkin spice season to peppermint mocha another holiday drink season and i just saw dunkin donuts they have a new holiday drink out brown sugar cookie frozen coffee a large has 1030 calories 153 grams of sugar that's six times more than the daily amount recommended for women by the american heart association four times more than a guy should have Okay, we're trying to be healthy and stay healthy, and the next two months can be pretty hard to do that. 
So, like we try to do every first Friday, we we're going to be talking with Kim Dolan Leto about how to stay fit, how to get fit God's way here on Faith Radio. Well, again, you're listening to Mornings with Carmen, just without Carmen today. I'm Paul. And um, don't forget, don't forget, uh, we are trying to have some faith radio events in communities, well, around our area, around the world, around the United States, actually. That's what we're asking for you to nominate your community for a faith radio event featuring Carmen LeBurge, the host of this show. You know Carmen is passionate about helping you till the soil of cultural conversations of the day, equipping you with the tools to share Christ. Did you hear her story yesterday where she was at a gas station filling up and there was another per, another person, they started a conversation, this person asking, I just want to hear from God. And that opened up an interesting conversation where she was actually, again, if you're wanting to hear from God, have you first started reading the Bible as the starting point to hear what God has already said? Okay, it was an interesting conversation. I hope you can listen to that. It's on podcast, by the way, at uh, at myfaithradio.com or wherever you got your podcast. But also, again, back to these events we want you to nominate your community for. A Faith Radio event with Carmen LeBurge. Nominate your community at myfaithradio.com. We're still waiting for Kim Dolan Leto to join us, and hopefully she does um, in just a bit here, because here we are. We're getting ready to head into the holiday season. And, okay, internally, I had this goal this year of losing about 15 pounds, and here we are, November 3rd, and I only have 20 pounds to go. Yeah. <sighs> okay, all kidding aside. Yeah, weight goals, health goals can be hard. But we, but maybe we're setting the wrong goals, or even worse, not inviting God into this area where we're struggling in our lives because, you know, God is God of all things. And he's concerned about you. That's why we're hoping to talk to Kim Dolan Leto. Um, you can always find her information uh, at kimdolanletto.com. She's got that book out, Get Fit God's Way. And if you go to uh, go again to her website, she has a great holiday checklist. And I'm hoping, I'd love to have her tell you it, but I got the checklist so we can go through it and talk about it. But again, an important checklist. But it's interesting, as she starts the checklist, she starts off with the issue of our mindset. What are when we're starting when we're going at any challenge that we have, what is our mindset in dealing with that? Are we in a mindset of fear? Are we in a mindset of I mean, we're so hyper focused on, say, our weight or how many miles we walk or how many steps we walk. Mindset is bigger than that. She talks to us about deciding now, recommitting now to having a good mindset as we're heading into this. Remembering, okay, we're heading into the holidays. What are the holidays there for? <laughs> yeah, I, I know we like the the, the uh, lattes, you know, the the uh, the peppermint mocha lattes and such. Okay, I don't. I drink my coffee black. Always have. Always will, I think. I just don't like adding sugary stuff to it. But... She talks about preparing your mindset for self-care. You can't take care of anyone or enjoy the holiday season if you're sick, tired, or stressed. So this is a time to commit time to God, meditating on his word. Yes, scheduling your workouts, making sure you're doing those amidst the holidays. They don't have to be perfect. Don't look for perfection, but look, uh, look, for, look for growth. 
commit to something. And that's a way, starting with that mindset, you are taking that first step to, again, applying the rest of the the different tips that uh, Kim has, who just joined us now. Hey, Kim, thanks for joining us on Mornings with Carmen. Kim? Hello? Yeah, I see you there. Can you hear us? I don't Well, we'll wait for her in just a moment. But again, getting your mindset ready, getting your mindset focused when you're heading into the holidays. Again, remembering what the holidays are for. Yes, there's food. But the bigger issue is thankfulness. That's what Thanksgiving's about. And then when you're getting to Christmas, what's Christmas about? Yes, celebrating Christ and his coming. Keep those, those focuses in place by doing that. I mean, I know there's so much around the holidays that can pull us away, the hustle and the bustle. But having that mindset, I'm here to celebrate God in, thank, you know, in Thanksgiving, celebrate with my family, with the people I love. And then at Christmas, yes, celebrating with my family. Um, celebrating with my family, the birth of Jesus. So, again, as we're waiting for Kim to join us, um, again, here on Mornings with Carmen, she continues on in her list, you know, getting that mindset ready. Then, and this is important, asking God to help prepare your heart and mind for the hard times and the difficult family members and friendships you know you may have to face during the time. Family dynamics can be tough, but they are family. They are friends. So instead of dreading or running away from the challenging moments— Again, here's your mindset issue. Shift your mindset and pray for God to help heal old hurts and help you grow. So again, again, you're getting that mindset in there to, um, again, bring God into it. Then, number three, and I think this is important, protecting and prioritizing your time. And this is hard because the holidays are a busy time. You're out and about. You're shopping. What happens when you're shopping and it's mealtime? What's the first thing you do? Go through the drive through and then there's that pumpkin, sp- uh, pardon me, peppermint mocha latte right there that you're kind of getting instead of getting something healthy. So you got to plan these things out, protect and prioritize your time. Yes, it's okay to say no to, especially when people are demanding you to, to uh, you know, demand more from you. Actually, maybe I should let Kim, are you there now? I am. I'm having problems with my my Zoom for whatever reason. I'm <laughs> okay. so sorry. Good morning. No, I was like, why isn't it working? I, I, I it's okay. So please forgive me. Oh, my oh, goodness. It's okay. I'm so sorry to you and your audience. You're like, okay, why am I talking about this all by myself? <laughs> <laughs> all by myself. No, it's okay. And oh, I, gosh. You probably, like, okay, I want you to summarize. I, I've been dealing with some of the principles you bring out in your article about the okay. the nine things you can do to stay healthy, happy, and and whole this holiday season. I talked about mindset. I talked about asking God to prepare your heart for what could be difficult times because the holidays, as fun as they are, can also be a little on the difficult side as well, and prioritizing and protecting your time. If there's anything you want to bring out about those three points real quickly, because I'm, I'm sure I'm not doing justice to them at all. Okay, well, I think sometimes when it comes to the holidays, we kind of just decide in our mind, you know what, I'm just going to blow off my health, like 
I'll, I'll wait till January one, and then like I'll go all in. And <laughs> yeah. I am I. I mean, isn't that kind of what we do? Yeah. But I believe if we instead of like that kind of mentality or the mentality of like starting our diet over every Monday, if we exchange that for you know what I'm going to get up every morning five minutes early. I'm going to just spend some time with God. And I'm going to surrender all of this to him. You will learn, friend, how to have balance and grace with the holidays. And it, it, what it does is it makes you say, you know what? I, I want God to lead this. So if you just paused and prayed before you ate, if you got up in the morning and spent time with him, if you thought about enjoying the people around you instead of just food, more about the fellowship and less about the food, it kind of just does a mindset shift because it's like God wants us to be around for other people. And if we don't have our health, you know, we're, we can't take our health for granted. We need to steward our bodies. Well, our bodies are the temple of the Holy spirit. So if we just kind of change up that mindset, like I'm going to get up, I'm going to spend time with God during the holidays that gets that perfection. Like I need to make my house look like a Norman Rockwell painting, like every, (laughs) all the pressure of like this thinking that the holidays have to be perfect do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I want to spend time with God. I want to be present with my family. <laughs> I want to enjoy food. I don't want to like just make this all about food because don't we do that? So let's make it about God because really, to me, Thanksgiving is about gratitude. It's about it's about family. It's about God. It doesn't need to be about mashed potatoes and you know crazy pies. And yes, can we enjoy that? Yes, we Definitely. can have a slice of pie. But do we need to eat the whole pie? And then going into Christmas, it's like. Christmas is not about presents and food and cookies. Although those are wonderful things we do, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, that will satisfy you more than any food or anything else will. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree, because as I was saying before you joined us, we forget oftentimes what Thanksgiving is about. We we put so much emphasis on the meal, and the meal is good. But mm-hmm. in our hearts, have we really spent the time being thankful to God and allow that thanksgiving for how he has in this past year worked in our family, worked in our lives, saw us through difficult times. If we haven't focused on that, then we just kind of degenerate into the binge fest. And same thing with Christmas because exactly. we, we don't focus. Yeah, I know we say we go to church and, and such. We read um, the Luke, Luke 2 passage about the birth of Christ, but are we really spending the time celebrating Jesus and what he has done for us? Cause it's, by- it's so beautiful. It brings it to a whole different level. I mean, totally. if you wake up and you just think, because I'm actually doing a 21-day fitness Bible study challenge right now for oh. free okay. on my website, and anyone can sign up. It's just Kim Dolan Leto forward slash 21-day challenge is the URL to join, and there's a 21-day free guide for people to join with. And the reason I decided to do this was the tagline that I kept feeling the Holy Spirit just bring to me was, let's be grateful, not hateful of our bodies. Because so many of us talk to our bodies like there's something separate from us, but God has given our bodies to steward Him with our gifts and to serve others. And that's why we must take care of them. Not because we need to have an eight pack of abs or look (laughs) hot or something. Like the point is, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. And that applies to you mentally, physically, and emotionally. So if you're in the Word with Jesus and you're in gratitude, 
everything changes because mm-hmm. you're not eating out of stress and eating out of comfort and eating out of, well, I mean, everyone's going to eat out of comfort for the holidays a little oh. bit. Cause like pie, I mean, is there any, how do you like, not have the pumpkin pie? Yeah. You ha- I'm going to, I'm going to raise my hand, but I'm not going to have a whole pie like, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm not going to have any guilt. And that's the thing is like when you're in the word with your health, you won't have that guilt. You'll come before God and just be like, thank you for this meal. Thank you for my family. And you will enjoy food with a peaceful, grateful heart, not a gluttonous one. It's such a shift. Yeah. I like the idea of your your Bible study, that 21-day study, because that'll take you right up to Thanksgiving. Oh, you're brilliant. And it's it's all about gratitude, and it's all about just putting Jesus first wherever you struggle with your fitness, with your health, with your mindset, wherever he isn't take him to that place because that will change Mm. everything. And the holidays will have a completely different meaning because our holidays are not about food. They're about Jesus. They're about celebrating the gifts of our family. They're about coming together in fellowship. They're about loving that neighbor that doesn't have anyone. They're, they're about put, you know what I mean? They're they're about, exactly. For whatever reason, I feel like the enemy has made everything about food. I mean, look at Easter is about Jesus and it's the Easter bunny and, you know, chocolate. Like, no, it's about <laughs> so Jesus. So I feel like the enemy is constantly, Christmas is about, is not about Santa Claus and presents. It's about Jesus. So we need to create this shift in our mind that our traditions need to come completely to him, you know, on the, like, just let, let's just bring him into everything and make him the focus and not how the, and do you see how clearly the enemy has made that? Like, yeah. it looks like what God created, that then Satan counterfeits, right? right? Right. God created, you know, all of this, and then Satan comes in and tries to, to trick us with, like, thinking we're going to be happier with uh, food than we would be with the satisfaction of Christ living in us and our right. fellowship with our family. So I think that mindset is the biggest one. Right. I really do. I agree. I agree. We're talking with Kim Dolan Leto. When we come back, I want to get a few more of the principles. She has a list of nine, which are on her website, too, uh, about ways to prepare yourself for the holidays. Uh, We'll continue this conversation here on Mornings with Carmen here on Faith Radio. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Hi, I'm Carmen LeBurge, host of Mornings with Carmen. Time together as people of faith is so important, and together we can make a positive impact. So Faith Radio is ready to hit the road. Would your community be a good fit for a Faith Radio live event full of encouragement and togetherness that we can spur each other on toward love and good deeds? Nominate your community for a live Faith Radio event at MyFaithRadio.com. And I hope to get to see you soon. So are you loving your body well? I didn't say, do you love your body? Because that's kind of a subjective thing. I'm asking you, what are you doing to love your body well? I think that's really, Kim, what we're getting down to as we're heading into the holidays and even beyond your idea about living fit God's way. Uh, Kim Dolan Leto is our guest right now here on Mornings with Carmen. Carmen's off. She'll be back Monday. And Kim, as we're again, getting ready for the holidays, which can be so hard, especially for those who have weight loss goals, but again, you, you're trying to encourage people toward fitness goals, first off. I am. I'm in, I don't think people realize that fit means well. True. That changes everything. Fit means well. It doesn't mean running down the beach in bikini, you kill yourself to look like this, starve yourself, you're a failure, you need to work out harder. No, that is not what fit, <laughs> The way the world has portrayed fitness is without God. Worldly means without God. So what we want to be is well God's way. So... 
this holiday, I think one of the biggest things we can do instead of forcing ourselves to think we need to lose weight is to just decide to maintain where you are and don't stress yourself out trying to think you need to lose weight over the holidays. This The time of the year, this whole time, it's already stressful enough. So don't add to it by beating yourself up or being overly hard on yourself. Just aim to maintain because that creates a, a space of peace in you to just realize that, you know what, I don't, this is not the time for me to try to like lose weight. This is the time for me to maintain so that if you start the new year, you're not starting your, the new year with that typical 7 to 12 pounds of weight gain. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a wise choice. And again, thinking about that wellness, I mean, it's not, again, we're getting back to the idea, you don't have to not celebrate. I mean, when the family's together uh, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, yeah, enjoy the meal in proper proportions, yes, but enjoy the meal. But oftentimes we kind of make the whole uh, one and a half, two months, one big feast, uh, you know, festival eat thing and because the candies are there. And as I mentioned, I don't know if you heard about the Dunkin' Donuts uh, drink that came out that's like 1,003 calories for the large holiday drink. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, okay, you can only do that so much and your body's going to just yeah. after a while say, are you nuts? But again, this gets back to maintain, and then we should choose our indulgences during this time, because it's not that you can't. Absolutely. So look at it like this. If you are at a Thanksgiving dinner, and you know, let's, a lot of times people, everyone in the family will bring something, skip the foods you can eat anytime. Like picture yourself at that, you know, you're looking at all the foods. Don't eat the bread rolls that you could eat any time of year. But if it's homemade by your mom or someone you love, like that's another story, like pie that only someone makes on Thanksgiving or a special dish that people only make during Christmas, absolutely enjoy it. And I also tell people take like slow bites, slow down, like set your fork down between them and choose to fully enjoy the food that you're eating from a grateful heart with peace because what happens is so often we like hurriedly like just eat and then we we're done eating and we're like, but I'm, I didn't even enjoy that. So slow down while you eat. And I really think that that's a big one. And then also make sure you're getting adequate nutrition. I, I feel like people spend during the season, we spend so much time eating cookies and candy and stuff like that. And we're, have you ever noticed you're still hungry? Yeah. Because your body yeah. didn't get any nutrition. It didn't get your it what it needed. Like, but where's my protein? Where are my vegetables? Where's the <laughs> fruit? Where's the... So you want to you make sure that you're eating, you're actually taking care of yourself by eating nutrition. Yeah. And, and again, if you love baking cookies like I do, I love doing that. But I eat, I save a couple, and then I, we give them away to other people. Mm-hmm. Like brighten other people's days, you know? And so it, it doesn't have to be all about uh, just indulging in everything, just Choose the things you really want to enjoy and and thank God for them and really enjoy them and enjoy them without any guilt and then move on. But you don't need to enjoy every single thing, things that you could eat every single day. Yeah, you know? that, that is a really, really good idea. Kim, we're running out of time again. want to encourage people, check out, you have this again, this uh, devotional going on this month for 21 days? KimDolanletto.com forward slash 21 day challenge. Anyone can join. It's a free download. And it will help you daily in moments, just moments. It's, I wrote it to be very quick to walk this out with God and make him the focus 
of the holidays this season. Oh, thank you so much, Kim. Thanks for joining us again here on Mornings with Carmen. Again, this is Mornings with Carmen. As we're wrapping up the week, uh, Kim, or rather, uh, Carmen, we'll be back on Monday. And don't forget, over the weekend... I, I keep forgetting it sometimes, but daylight savings does come to an end, so make sure you're setting your clock back uh, one hour before going to bed Saturday night. You know, as, as we talked about today, God has positioned you where you are for a reason. He's, he's deployed you. So where do you see God leading you? What need do you see? What do you have? How can you help meet that need in somebody's life? so that they can know Jesus better, especially. Let me leave you with this. It comes from Jude. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you here on Monday here on Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.